We have a special guest with us <clears throat> in our podcast today. It's the Mistral. Who is the Mistral? It's in the background. <laughs> this morning we had 42 knots, so you'll hear her screaming and moaning in the background as we do this podcast talking about weather and weather models. Hello, and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. So it's been a little bit of a Mr. Toad's wild ride out here in the Med over the last week. Uh, seems like the weather's been a little keeping us on our toes, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. It changes pretty quick here. Yeah, sure does. I think it, the one thing we've learned this past week is to check the weather all the time. Like basically our heads are in windy and some of the weather models now like every hour on the hour, it seems from what we've learned. Well, so the models are not being updated. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it, we still obsess about it. So um, yeah, so let's talk about trying to leave can. Um <laughs> And we sort of were getting ready to leave. We had to get some electronics work sorted out. We had the guys from Pushan uh, come on board and and um, do some testing. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we were picking up the uh, Tomas, the worker who who you who was featured in the YouTube video called Overloaded. Um, if you want to check that out. And while we were picking him up in, at the Capitanery on the dinghy dock, we saw the winds and we passed by the winds. And we were like, hey, we're going to go out for a sail if you want to join us because we had met them earlier in the week. They said, sure. They hopped aboard. And um, why don't you pick up from here and share what happened? Well, in, we had kind of a whole weekend where it was windy, maybe like 2025 yeah and then on monday morning there was like no wind no wind at all yeah zero nothing it was all gone and in the afternoon you know when we were preparing for test sale it was like maybe eight nine ten knots so we're like oh perfect condition when this big bay flat water eight ten knots of wind um, then we raise full main, full Genoa. And we're thinking, oh, we'll show the winds a good time on an Otomir 52. <laughs> and then uh, suddenly I'm like, I'm not looking at the instruments at all, but I'm like, wow, this is just like, there's some load. Like, you know, you can feel it. And then... Uh, oh, Nikki, no, she was standing right there next to the um, to the Zeus. And she's like, oh, we're hitting 30. Yeah. 30 s- knots. Yeah. So suddenly... Uh, so full main, full Genoa, 30 yeah. knots of wind. Out of nowhere. Well, we checked afterwards uh, a room, uh, one of the models in, in, the, in the med, and I guess they forecasted that. We just... Didn't check that morning. <laughs> we, <laughs> we just looked at what we could see, and we were going to be gone for two hours, and I guess we picked that perfect exact two, hours, two hours. Yeah. Right after we left, uh, boom, full on. And, and there were, good news was there was no other boats in the bay too much. Uh, there were other boats, yeah. There uh, were? Yeah, remember One there was like a 
motorboat that was the like motorboats, we but were under sail and they were just oh, like that's right. not well, letting us go by. So. Yeah, but there were no other sailboats is, was all I was saying. But yeah, he wouldn't even let us go by. We had yeah. to like wave our arms at them and stuff. No, I mean, y you're in a bay, so you're moving fast and, and so you need to, to react. So anyway, we just like, okay, let's take, um, let's fill the Genoa. Uh, we put two reefs on the Genoa and then uh, we took one reef on the main and and it was still well i think at the time it was less wind and uh, otherwise we'll have gone to probably reef two <laughs> it was really windy yeah. and um and then it was like yeah 30 so at that point but our electronics test went from like oh duh, 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 let's test the autopilot to holy crap how do we get this main down so no well we it was did. controlled chaos like a little bit there was not get the main down we completed the test we did tacks and jibes in 30 knots um, everything went well. We didn't break anything. Mm -hmm. um, so we, of course, it would have been a much more interesting and mellow uh, testing. But uh, Thomas seemed to be unfazed and then completed this <laughs> test. <laughs> and we were kind of like, uh, yeah, doing everything else to uh, make sure we, uh, we take care of the boat. And and once the test was completed, we found the lee of uh, Ile Sainte Marguerite, just uh, south of Cannes. And so there was, uh, we had uh, kind of protection from the wind, and we furled the Genoa, and we uh, lowered the main, and we found a good anchorage. Uh, and then after that, it was like, oh. we had to figure out how to get the winds back because that's not exactly where we told them we would drop them off. Well, yeah, we we left <laughs> right outside. Can yeah, and suddenly no. we're like a oh. mile plus away yeah. in a little dinghy, and we have four people to bring back to land. Yeah, so we decided to bring back the uh, the guys from Pochon, Marty and, and Thomas. Uh, thank you guys, by the way. And so there was a little bit of a ride with uh, with some computers on board. <laughs> so try to do the best to protect the equipment, and and then I come back to pick up the the winds to bring them back after I got you know soaked a little bit and then there was a new plan yeah which so worked out it worked out because the h and h 44 that was at the boat show ended up coming right to where we were the anchorage where we were and um they were taking photos so stefan just gave him a ride over to that boat and then they took him in because they were going to do a test sail i think the following day or something so that worked out but the moral of the story mm -hmm. is um we should should have been checking don't trust your eyes don't trust your eyes that's the moral <laughs> of the story so what have we learned so so after that we um started down we're thinking okay we're gonna come around to here we're gonna maybe cross to spain was the idea and well, then we're looking at different options because we have to be back uh, in a week um to like honmat and we wanted to see if we could uh, well the the weather has been weird so we were like we don't want to be caught in the balearics right and having to face you know four or five days of like strong winds coming from the north northwest. and then trying to sell upwind 200 yeah. nautical miles or something so we're like okay let's be safe let's try to move closer to like honmat and let's see what our options are when we are like in marseille so that we found a weather window that was decent and that was about 100 nautical miles for the day which we know this boat can can do during daylight so we we took off and then we are checking the weather models. And Plot we twist. Like, Ooh, man, this is changing <laughs> rapidly. And we're like, we don't want to turn around the corner. Yeah. And 
we ended up um, bailing out and anchoring in the same spot we were anchored yeah. a week or two prior. Uh, so and and then we're like, well, let's let's wait and see what what happens. And so we forgot about Spain. We forgot about Barcelona. We forgot about yeah. Marseille. We had to bail on all of it. And and then uh, we were looking more at the models, and we we're like, well, maybe we need to sail actually back. go back to Cannes. Yeah, is what go back. The thought east. was yeah. Because what was developing is a strong Mistral with um, gusts. 40 all along the coast of France, um, all along the coast of Spain, uh, Marseille, Marseille, Toulon, um, the southern tip there, even up through Saint-Tropez, and we were going to head more north towards Cannes, go back where we came. Um, so we kind of started heading in that direction. And then we were like, oh, it looks like Saint-Tropez might have a little pocket because they have kind of this deep gulf, which, by the way, that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. And um, we said, you know what, maybe this is the best spot, um, even though we might get 40-knot gusts at the worst of it, which is what we're sitting in this morning, um, exactly while we're recording this podcast. Um, there's no waves because the wind is coming from the shore. Um, so that's... What we decided, uh, we went a little bit more north than kind yeah. of where we came from, but not as far as we thought we would have to go to uh, avoid it. But you're looking at windy, like everything's purple, like basically in terms mm. of the gusts and everything all along the whole southern part of France. And what's funny is we thought like everybody around the coastline here will be in this gulf or going back yeah to, we had this huge sense of urgency like oh let's get our spot because there's going to be like a hundred boats going for the big because it was clear to me on the maps looking at the weather that this would be the only spot that would be protected um and so how many boats would you say there are out yeah. there like maybe 10 yeah yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it's later in the season too, but yeah, um, yeah it's funny how everybody makes their own decision. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and already it, maybe a couple boats dragged this morning and had to re-anchor. Um, and our anchor is doing, just working like a champ. So far. So far. <laughs> Not going to now the, the wind is going to, uh, uh, well, it's still going to be gusts of like 26, 28 all afternoon, and then it will die down. But yeah. after you've experienced 30 to 40 to 43.5, then, then 26 is like nothing. It's just amazing, though. We went out to move the one of the halyards um, just to keep it away from the shrouds. We were just a little, you know, we had everything battened down and everything. But as we saw the wind pick up, we were like, hmm. So we went out to move just the halyard, and oh my goodness, I could barely hold it. Yeah, the it just um, on, well, it's it's double halyard, so mm -hmm. there are two lines, but just this wind. Uh, so I don't know exactly more out there was what's thirty thirty five maybe. Um, it was a lot. It's a lot. You could barely I could hold. Ba onto I it. could barely hold it. Yeah. Yeah, and even you're up you're up top there, and I mean the wind's blowing me. You know, I feel like, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so if it blows, if it hasn't much that much load on the line, imagine the mast, Can't even the, imagine. everything, all the windage. So yeah, the loads are pretty pretty huge. Yeah, it's good to experience these conditions um, during daylight. During daylight, under the sun. Under the sun, we have we're charging. When you're expecting it, you're expecting it. Mm. We're dug in well. We're at an anchorage. We feel good about. 
there aren't any boats close to us um, and no boats in front of us. So no, nobody's going to drag into us. Mm. So it, it's just good to see it and to hear the noises, to see how the boat reacts. Um, yeah. Creates a baseline. Yeah. So you yeah. want to talk about like the weather the models and the med. And um, so if anybody's going to be sailing in the med, uh, it is excellent learning grounds for weather models and checking weather and not trusting it actually um, too much. The, the weather changes very quickly. Yeah. Um, and every time the models get updated, it's like a new story, you know, I feel like. Yeah, so luckily, I mean, we're talking about the models. Um, there is one model, um, a Rome, um, that is a very fine model. Um, up to 48 hours. Um, the good news, it's, it's so far it's been very accurate. Pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah. So the danger is to rely too much on, on one particular model. Mm -hmm. But um, so far, uh, you build more and more trust as you see the, uh, the data being uh, observed. You still uh, have to zoom out and look at the big picture for in the other models every once in a while. Yeah. So, so that's a good news for, for the MED. Um, the bad news is the med is a testing ground. Um, it's uh, the you know different areas of the med. You have different winds. Um, so right now where we are in the area, it's the Mistral, and the people who've been spending the summer in so the Western Med, you know, kind of southern coast of France, Spain, um, in the Gulf de Lyon, um, they've had pretty bad experience mm -hmm. from what we heard with. Uh, Strong winds to no wind, um, so uh, not fun. Um, we uh, are now experiencing a little bit of this. Um, we sailed in different areas of the Med uh, in the past couple of years. So, of course, it will depend on the year, on the season. Um, we were in the uh, Adriatic, uh, so you have pretty strong winds. The Bora. Yeah, so, uh, so this is can be beautiful and then you can get like super strong winds yeah the boral ju just funnels in from the north um and just piles through because there's big mountains so it's not just the bora effect it's also catabatic effect depending on where you are and um you know because croatia montenegro montenegro tend to be mountainous um and cliffy you can get some pretty strong winds just in any given area so the catabatic winds are another thing to kind of anticipate yeah and and this can be very very sudden mm -hmm. um, so we were in the uh, ionian sea uh, in july i'm this trying to remember what that was like it, it was very mellow yeah uh, it seems like, like it, was. it was not much wind uh, every day which was great for i remember that whole leg of our trip being gleeful like, yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's great just fun. for sleeping, you <laughs> yeah. know, you just like go to bed and you yeah. know there won't be any wind. It's not fun for, for sailing, but mm -hmm. um, it's kind of the med. You do a lot of uh, coastal cruising, uh, hop from one anchorage to the another We anchorage. motored a lot in there, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, then we were in August in the agency and this one was full-blown, um, what's the wind? Uh, uh, I'm stuck on Mistral, but the one in Greece, Turkey. Uh, oh my goodness! 
<laughs> anyway. Are you uh, drawing a blank? Too? I'm drawing a blank right now. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> well, anyway, the winds are just crazy in that, that central Greek islands around the Cyclades and um, Meltemi. Yeah, it Meltemi. builds up during the, the summer. It peaks, I think, around August. Yeah, all these winds have names. i got to keep yeah. the name straight. But the Meltemi was nuts. Meltemi. Yeah. Okay. And Here you go. it was just absolutely out of control because... You'd have to stay on your boat. It's not like today, like, okay, we knew, okay, Saturday, we're going to have to just be on the boat. This is for days and days and days. The Meltemia, there was yeah. four or five, at the time, it was four or five days of wind. Yeah. Then you get four or five days of a break. The problem is to move after four or five days of strong wind. The next day, the sea state is a mess. Yeah. And then you need to be looking for an anchorage with protection, like at least a day before. So it doesn't give you much time in between, and you're going, you're kind of like going from one from one Miltemi to the other. It yeah, seems. and the thing that complicates it is it comes during the busy part of the season. So there's a lot of boats and a lot of you know people not making good anchoring choices um, and dragging, and then anchors over anchors, and it, it's a lot of that. And um, we, I think we've mentioned it a bunch of times in this podcast, we just bailed. We were like, let's just go to Turkey. This it gets is insane. Old very quickly. And then Turkey was um, fine. It was completely manageable. Yeah, and you will get some of the Meltemi, like going going around along the coast. Around of Turkey, the outside, yeah. But it, it would not, because it was on the edges. And then so it would not last very long. It will come and then go but within and was moderate it wasn't crazy yeah so so yeah that's kind of the med and i think it's uh, and and they've had uh they had the medicaine happen yes so that was what we were on the other side we're on the other side yeah um so that was in 2020 yeah. Yes. And that was uh so that was the pretty really strong wind, lots of damages along the coast of Greece, uh lots Corfu, of Corfu, south yeah. of Corfu, you know that kind of thing. Then there was Sardinia, right? They had like really strong winds there. And then last year it was Corsica. Last year too. Yeah, last year, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it was like 80 or 100 knots. I mean, something totally crazy and very localized. So it's um and then yeah. there were both boats reporting um you know they were they thought they were going to be in 30 knots of wind and they saw 80 knot gusts come literally from nowhere mm-hmm. um and the boats got tippy and um it's problematic so because you can't you, you can't anticipate it and that's what's so scary about it is at least for me um you know even if we're sailing along it's like 20 knots maybe you know you're like okay it's 20 knots and okay we should think about reefing and if the wind goes up it's that tickle in the back of your mind that's saying what if we get a gust of like you know 50 60 knots it's just scary it's just a scary thought well if you have room it to run away that's one thing uh once you're in anchorage we saw the boats and land around we're tight to the coast Yeah. yeah Um, and then you might not have the proper amount of chain because mm. you're close to other boats and then you need to keep it, you know, small and, and suddenly you get that. Yeah, you can be in trouble very quickly. No, no, no. I was talking about sailing. Oh, you, well, you know, sailing? You, you have, you know, you have a full main up and it's 20 knots and, and what tickles in the back of my mind is like, okay, what if we get an unpredictable gust? 
mm. you know so well we'll get squalls when we cross the ocean <laughs> yeah that's kind of what you're talking about <laughs> mm. well you, you can spill like you can bear away go with the wind just just weather the the gas you know it's not going to last stefan has nerves of steel <laughs> no but yeah. Yes, you do. You'll see after you've crossed. Yeah, I, I'm going through my desensitization phase to yeah. wind, I guess, but um, yeah. it's a little crazy. So we have talked to a lot of sailors uh, recently who were intending to spend a couple seasons in the med, and they're like, I think we're out. I think we want to cross <laughs> and Checking go to more pre predictable, which is so funny because, you know, all of the hurricane season across the Atlantic has gotten so unpredictable too, but... The trade winds and, you know, once it's not hurricane season seem to be pretty consistent <clears throat> so mm -hmm. far. I don't know. We're, mm -hmm. we're not there, so we can't report firsthand. So a lot of people, though, are thinking about moving um, early early and heading over. Yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, I think if you come start sitting in the med, of course, there's a beautiful things. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just went um, yesterday. We were like, okay, let's go into Port Grimaud. Um, Grimaud. Grimaud mm -hmm. is how you, Grimaud is how it's spelled, but Grimaud is how you say it. <laughs> yes. Um, and what a cute little charming town. It's like, it, it they call it the, the uh, Venice. Venice of the French Riviera and it definitely looks like that it's all these little canals and you go through and there's cute little shops and restaurants we took our dinghy up and we just docked right next to the restaurant and um, like at the restaurant basically mm -hmm. so cute little spots so there are some just amazing little unexpected surprises in the med for sure and um, you know it's a great spot it's just it's windy and the wind's weird. Well, it's it's uh, windy and it's no wind. Yeah. That's that's why the the med is known as motor every day. Yeah. Because you know when it's windy you're not you're yeah. staying put, and when it's <laughs> you want to it's not windy. Yeah. There's no wind, and you're motoring. So and definitely expectations kill joy. So you have to just not have any. Like we were going to go to the Balearics. Nope. Not going to the Polaris. We were going to go to Barcelona. Nope, not doing that either. And you just have to be totally okay with that. Yeah, well, we have a time constraint in this case where we have to be back. So that's that's why. Yeah, but at some point you always have time constraints. Yeah, I true. mean, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Wait to go to the Polaris for two, three weeks waiting for a weather window? Because the wind is not going that direction anytime soon. You know, we've been looking at the patterns and it's not well, happening. It, it might, but then, then you're like further south and then the winds have been and then coming how do you get back? northwest. Yeah. And, and so now you're like, you know, okay, so let's yeah. cut off corner, the, cut the corner. Yeah, exactly. So that's our wind adventure. Um, we're definitely learning a lot and i'm sure more seasoned sailors have this nailed uh for the med but we've even heard people locally just say the weather's just weird um, yeah yeah right now the end of the season seems like it's been weird and and i think also uh people who have been cruising in the med and leave uh suddenly like rediscover more of the joy of sailing yeah <laughs> 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 I know I've seen some I remember comments for some people we know like uh, you know it's it's a different type different type of sailing mm -hmm. and, uh, so you just have to take what the med offers knowing that's that's part of it and 
and then but don't judge your sailing seasons without leaving the med <laughs> 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 and, and trying different areas with different winds maybe more consistent and and then um, yeah so true all right well if you uh, have a question or comment you can shoot us an email at sailingowen at gmail.com fair winds for now bon vent